As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when these things will be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered them, See that no one leads you astray, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ, and they will lead many astray. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not alarmed, for this must take place, but the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. All these are but the beginning of the birth pains. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be proclaimed throughout the world as a testimony to all nations And then the end will come. Welcome, everyone, to the Traveling Pulpit Podcast. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I want to thank you for joining me on today. You know, Traveling Pulpit family, it goes without saying from the Psalms 118 and 24 that this is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. I hope that you are as much as I am also. Well, Traveling Pulpit family, I hope not to speak long today, but I hope to speak effectively to you because there are things that are happening right now in our world that are making some question, is it now time for the Lord to come? Is it time for the Lord's return to take place? Well, I have just read for you from Matthew 24 and verse 3 to verse 14. It is not time for the Lord to come, but it is a time of preparation for the Lord's to come or the Lord's arrival, should I say. I want you to know, Traveling Pulpit family, that preparation is what needs to take place right now. Why preparation? Because if you are not prepared for the attack of the enemy, you will get swallowed up in what Jesus has said, lawlessness will be increased and the love of many will grow cold. See, this is why Paul gave us the the armor in Ephesians 6.10. This is why he tells us to wear the breastplate, to wear the belt, to put on the helmet, to put on the shoes, to take up the sword and to hold up the shield. This is why it is so important to wear that armor traveling pulpit family, because if you are not wearing the armor, then you are imminent for an attack. You know, speaking of an attack traveling pulpit family, do you know when the word went out all over the world that Russia was going to invade Ukraine? Do you think Ukraine took that threat um, as a joke or did they take that threat as something that they could be prepared for? I think Ukraine took that as a message of being prepared. And that's what we have to be right now, Traveling Pulpit family. We have to be prepared. We have to be the ones who are prepared for the imminent battle that is coming. Remember, Paul said that the, that the war is not fought 
in flesh. Our battle is not against flesh and blood, as Paul would say in, in Ephesians 6 and 10. However, flesh is being used in the preparation for the battle. So how do you uh, protect yourself? How do you gird yourself up? How do you get ready for the battle that is imminently coming? I'll tell you, you choose a side. That's what you do. You choose a side. And yes, I am on the side of the Lord. And I am asking you also to prepare for being on the side of the Lord. If, if you notice, there aren't many of us. There aren't many of us in the world who now call on the name of the Lord because, you know, they have these these statistics that are going out almost daily. They're going out and it seems that more and more people are walking away from the faith than they are coming to the faith. I know that some cultures and some religions are choosing Christianity right now, but there are those who have walked with the Lord for a long time that have now decided to walk away from the Lord in this day and time. And that's the absolute truth of what times we're living in right now. But I want to remind you of a man named Jerubbabel over in the book of Judges. I want to take you to Judges 7 and I want to introduce you to a man named Jerubbabel. His his name that he is known by throughout the world is called Gideon. And Gideon was a man of God. He was a man chosen by God to lead an army, an army of 300. You see, it does not take a lot for the Lord to accomplish his mission. He only needs the, the bare minimums. He took 11. I say 11 for a reason because he originally took 12, but one did not complete the journey. So he took 11 all the way through to the resurrection on that journey that Christ came to fulfill in his three years on this earth or his three year ministry on this earth, but his 33 years in total. Sorry. So over in the book of Judges, Gideon is chosen by the Lord when he says down in uh, chapter seven, verse two, the Lord said to Gideon, the people with you are too many. Give to them the Midian, uh, uh, the people are too many for me to give the Midianites into their hand, meaning he was going to give the Midianites into Gideon's hand. Lest Israel boast over me, saying my own hand saved me. Now, be careful, traveling pulpit family, because sometimes we can trust in our own ability so much that we do not give praise where it is properly deserved. And that is to the Lord because the Lord is our provider and he is our shepherd. He is the one who provides for us, who gives us the ability to provide for our families. He is the source. And Gideon had too many men at the time to where Israel would have said our own hands saved us from the Midianites. It wasn't God's hand. It was our own hand. Arrogance is the um, is one of, I believe, one of the major disrespectful things that we can do in the presence of the Lord. I honestly believe that. But Gideon had 22 or 32,000 men ready to fight the Midianites. He had 32,000 men 
and 22,000 of them were dismissed. So Gideon had 10,000 men to work with. Now in verse four, and the Lord said to Gideon, the people are still too many. Take them down to the water and I will test them for you. There and anyone to whom I say this shall go with you, shall go with you. And anyone whom I say to you, this one shall not go with you, shall not go. So he brought the people down to the water, Gideon. And the Lord said to Gideon, everyone who laps the water with his tongue as a dog laps, you shall set by himself. Likewise, everyone who kneels down to drink and the number of those who lapped, putting their heads to the, to the, to their mouths, putting their hands, I'm sorry, putting their hands to their mouths were 300 men. All of the rest of the people knelt down to drink water. And the Lord said to Gideon with 300 men who lapped, I will save and give the Midianites into your hand and let all others go every man to his home. So Gideon had 300 men out of 10,000, 9,700 men went back home. 300 men. You know why the Lord God told Gideon to do that? He wanted to see who was prepared. The Lord is doing the same thing today that he is doing back then in the days of Gideon in the book of Judges, chapter seven, verses two to eight. He is doing the same thing today that he did back then with Gideon. He is looking for who is prepared. Who's on guard? You see, 9,700 men put their whole head to the water like a dog and lapped up the water. What that means, traveling pulpit family, if you have a dog in your house, as we do, when he drinks water, his whole face is in the water container. He's not looking up. You can come up from behind the dog and scare the living whatever out of him. But if you've ever watched Animal Kingdom or Mutual of Omaha, Wild Kingdom, and you've seen the Big Cat series, notice how the big cats lower their head to drink water, but their eyes are up. They are looking around because as a predator, they know that predators are all around them. So they have to be prepared at all times. They have to be aware in all surroundings. They have to be ready for battle whenever the battle comes to them. So traveling pulpit family, this is why the Lord God chose 300 men over 9,700 men, because these 300 men put the put the water either in their hands or in their helmets. And they watched, they watched all around their surroundings for an attack, being ready for attack or being prepared for battle. 300 men. So traveling pulpit family, I'm asking you who among you 
are prepared for attack. Matthew 24 is just not words wasted. Matthew 24 are words of preparation. There is talk of China invading Taiwan. Just the talk is putting the United States on guard to go and protect Taiwan. But here in the United States, right here in America, we have another war that we're fighting. The war for the soul. And just the talk should get us ready and prepared for battle. Not a physical battle, traveling pulpit family, a spiritual battle. We need to be ready for this spiritual battle right now. There is no time to waste and there is no time to save. Right now is the time to put on the armor and to be ready. Because the enemy is not playing games. His attack is an attack. But I'm letting you know, traveling pulpit family, that we must be prepared. We cannot take this threat lightly. We cannot look to the sky and not see anything happen and think to ourselves, oh, the Lord is not coming back. The Lord is not preparing, preparing to take his children home. We cannot look to the sky and begin to say these things. What we have to do is look around and see these things unfolding. This is the preparation when he says you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. These are the times of preparation. These are not the times to be jumping ship, finding new faith or, or, or finding new relationship with other gods. Because here is the thing. Our God has told us that these things will happen. So what are you planning to do about it, traveling pulpit family? Are you going to be like Gideon's 300 and prepare for battle? Or are you going to be like the 9,700 in addition to the 22,000 that went back home to hide, to be afraid? to wonder what's going to happen next. So when you are in the Lord, when you are in the Lord's army, you do not need to know what will happen next because everything has been laid out. Everything has been mapped out. And all you have to do is put on the armor and be ready. Notice the armor does not have a back plate. You know why? Because the Lord does not want 22,000, Oh, 31,700 men to tuck, to tuck tail and run. I was doing the, the calculations from, from Gideon, which would have come up to um, 20, 29,700. Sorry about that. Or 31,700. I'm sorry. I'm going too fast. I'm sorry. My mind is moving faster than my mouth. I'm sorry. But that is the point. The armor does not have a back plate traveling pulpit family because the Lord does not want cowards. He does not want someone who's going to turn their back on him and run away scared and afraid. What he wants is someone who will stand with his brother 
back to back if necessary to protect that brother six and that brother protects the other brother six. That's what he's looking for. He's looking for warriors. So who's ready for battle? Who's ready for battle? Because the Bible clearly says that the, the days that we're living in as lawlessness increases, the love of many will grow cold. This is why Jesus has told us over in Matthew 22 and verse 37, the great commandment. This is why Jesus said this. He said, you shall love your God with all your heart and with all your soul, with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. The second one is like this. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. Then he goes on to say, on these two commandments depend all the law and the prophets. Jesus has taken every law and all the prophets and has put them into two commandments. And the world can't even live up to those. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. We only have two commandments, traveling pulpit family. We only have two. And as the days increase, or as the, the, the lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold, meaning that these two commandments will not even be lived up to. That's a shame. He knows we couldn't live up to the 10, so that's why he came. So he absorbed the 10. He knew we could not live up to the laws that were given to Moses, so he came and he absorbed the laws of Moses. He came because he, he knew we could not live up to the prophets. So therefore, he absorbed the prophets when he came. And he only gave us two traveling pulpit family. Only two. And some of us seem not to be able to live up to these two. Because we're so concerned about what everyone else is doing, what everyone else has, what everyone else doesn't have, what I'm being asked to do, what I'm not being asked to do, why I'm not this or why I'm not that. That's what we seem to be concerned about. All he is asking us to do is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul and love your neighbor as yourself. That's all he's asking us to do. And we seem to can't even do that. Why? Because lawlessness is increasing and the love of many is getting cold. But I'm giving you this reminder, traveling pulpit family. Put on the armor. Put on the armor. It's our only defense, our only protection, our only way. That we are going to get through this battle together because the battle is coming. It's coming. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready for the battle? Because the battle is coming. Ephesians 6.10 tells us that we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against rulers, 
against authorities, against cosmic powers, against this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. This battle is not being waged against the flesh, but the flesh is being used so that the battle can get started. But the battle is not getting started in the heavenly realms. It's always going on in the heavenly realms. The flesh is now being used as the tool to make it appear. But the battle in the spiritual cosmic places over the, the heavenly realms, it's always been a battle, always been a battle. Some people do not believe in God and Satan. They do not believe in Jesus Christ and the devil, but they believe in good and evil. You can look at it from that standpoint, good and evil. Then once you see the concept of good and evil, then you can see the reason why we believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ so much. Then you can understand why there is a need to put on the armor and be prepared because the battle is not being waged against us in the flesh and blood, but it is being, but our flesh and blood is what's being used against us. He says, put on, put on the, the belt of truth, put on the breastplate of righteousness, put on your feet, the readiness of the gospel of peace, take up the shield that can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one, put on the helmet of salvation and take up the sword of truth, which is the word of God. That's what Ephesians 6 and 10 is telling us to do. Put it on traveling pulpit family, put it on. It's important. And once you put it on, it's most effective when you use it. Just like the Bible is most effective when you open it. The armor is most effective when you use it because it wants to be used. The Bible wants to be opened. The armor will sit there so long as you will not wear it. It will collect dust. But do not let not wearing it cause you to not be prepared for the battle. Because the battle is coming. It's not your battle, but the Lord is asking you to be prepared for it. That's what he's asking you to do. He's asking you to be prepared for it. Because even though it's not your battle, it's not our battle, we still got to fight. We still got to fight. We still have to fight. This is why putting on that armor is so important. Our fight is our choice in who we choose to serve. I leave you with this traveling pulpit family, Romans 10, nine. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's it. There is no re redeeming app. There is no discount for purchase. There isn't even a refund for applying or rebate that you can get back through the mail. Paul is saying all you have to do to be saved is confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord 
and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead and you will be saved. You will be saved. And you will be with the Lord. It will be the Lord to equip you, but it will be your choice to wear it. I have on my armor. Do you have on your armor also? Traveling Pulpit family, I want to thank you once again for just allowing me the few moments that that I have to come and uh, speak this message of salvation to you. You know, it's not easy. It's not easy in this world, and it's not going to be easy in this world. We all face challenges every single day, challenges that make us, challenges that break us, challenges that, that will increase us and challenges that will destroy us. But all in all, we have to make a choice. I've said years ago when I first started this podcast, if God is not God of all, then he is not God at all. And I'm still saying that today, Traveling Pulpit family. I'm saying that for a purpose because a day is coming. We see the day that we're living in now and we are apparently believing that that day that the Lord is talking about has come. No, it is a preparing. It is a preparation. We will hear of wars and rumors of wars. We will, we will, we will see the love of many grow cold. But Jesus said the, that the end is, is not yet. It's not yet. It's the preparation for the end. These things have to happen, traveling pulpit family. But they do not have to happen without our involvement. You see, when we make a choice to serve Jesus Christ, when we make Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior, we are announcing to the, 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 not only the world, but we are announcing to Satan and his dominion or his kingdom. We are making an announcement there also that we choose Christ, that he is our Lord and Savior. And that we will spend eternity with him in all his glory and in his father's kingdom. That is what we're saying when we make that announcement public to the world. Everything Jesus did, he did publicly. Why? Because he was making it known to Satan's kingdom that he does all these things for the presence of his father or in the presence of his father and that everyone who makes this commitment, this announcement, this choice, they make it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus, now that he is back with the father, he is at the right hand of his father making supplication for us because Jesus knows what it's like to be human. The father does not. Jesus said that the father is spirit and he must be worshiped in spirit and in truth. But Jesus knows what it's like to be human. He knows what we go through. He knows our challenges. But he did not sin. We do. He came here to be the sacrificial lamb. The greatest 
sacrificial lamb there will ever be. And he did it without spot or blemish. He did it without sin. He did not do it without temptation because temptation was there. Every turn, chance, opportunity that it had to present itself. But he did not sin. We know this to be true because of the word. And the word is truth. And the truth is what makes us free. We can no longer be the same when we accept the truth. The truth that Jesus Christ is the son of God. So I'm closing this message saying this. Choosing Christ will give you eternal life. Choosing the world will give you eternal damnation that leads to separation for all eternity. It's not to scare you. It's just the truth of God's word. And that's what you get here at the Traveling Pulpit. So for the Traveling Pulpit podcast, I am Vernon Sheridan. I am the man with the unscripted voice saying once again, if you look for us on the social medias, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, all at Traveling Pulpit Ministries. It would do us well to begin a relationship with one another, even if we're just passing uh, DMs back to one another. It is important that we stay connected with one another because Gideon only had 300. How many does the Lord have today? God bless you, Traveling Pulpit family. Looking forward to doing this with you on uh, Wednesday with the word. And if it is the Lord's will, we will be back here on the next Sabbath to do the Traveling Pulpit podcast. So for the Traveling Pulpit podcast, I am Vernon Sheridan. I am the man with the unscripted voice saying blessings unto you and your house. And that's it for now. God bless. I love you. Bye. Talk to you soon.